Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. On today's episode, ladies, we have Chat Sarmento Steinwald. She is a multifamily investor out of Los Angeles, California. She's been both a, a, a limited partner and a general partner and has ownership in over a thousand units. So, and she's done it in a very short amount of time. So what we get into with her story, which I really think you'll get a lot from, is that she basically was talking about how she transitioned from a limited partner in apartment syndications to a general partner. And you know, how she did that, bottom line, because I think that's a goal of a lot of people's and we really get into how she did it and, and how that can give you ideas and how you can do it. And her story is very inspiring. As a widow, she really had to figure out a lot of things on, on her own. And one thing that she always talks about on, on this uh, episode, it's besides the deal, how can you evaluate the team or questions you should ask them and how can you match what you bring to the table to what the team is. So if you're looking to do syndication deals or get into apartment uh, complexes, this is a great absolute for you. Interest rates are sky high in 2023 and buying a rental property means you could get stuck with an eight, nine or 10% mortgage rate. But what about a 2.99% rate with rent to retirement? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate with an average cash flow of over $900 per month. Plus, they've got options where you can put as little as 5% down with no PMI. As the nation's leading turnkey investment company, Rent to Retirement helps investors build headache-free, high cash flow rental portfolios. And since their properties are fully turnkey, newly built or renovated, leased and managed, anyone can invest, even those who aren't into landlording. So what are you waiting for? This 2.99% rate deal won't last long. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes. But how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show. We are excited to have Chad on our show. Chad, thank you so much for being on uh, with us this week. Excited to get into your story. So welcome. 
Thank you so very much. What an honor for me to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's very excited to jump into your story, which is very, very, very inspiring. Uh, and just how your path kind of took you. So we'll get into that in a moment. So so women, so ladies, women, women, ladies, stay tuned um, to that. As we always like to do, thank you for joining us for another week of our show. And, you know, thank you for being on this journey with us. We always like to say that we're on this journey with you. So uh, Andressa, we always like to get connected to the fantastic women that are part of our community and that listen to our podcast, right? That that's right. And one thing that we usually Lewis and I usually do is just like this quick chat about something that is either like an aha moment or something that we're learning because we are in this journey with you. Right. It's not this like top of the mountain that once you're there, you're you're good. You're done. Right. <laughs> we all learn in a daily basis and we make mistakes and we learn about it. So our intention here is really to share what's going on with us in terms of lessons and things that we want to inspire you or really like share that we are people like you. Yeah, absolutely. So I had, I had a chat with someone yesterday and uh, she's in our membership. And, and, and for those who don't know, we, we, we launched a uh, membership to really, you know, just take things deeper with, with women and, and help them in various ways. So point of me sharing this with you is that I was chatting with her a little bit about uh, one of the tools that they get is a personality assessment results. And we were talking and um, I know, I feel like I tell you everything on Jess. I'm like, I didn't tell on Jess of this. Um, <laughs> and uh, I feel like I'm like, did I tell her? Did I, you know, it's like, I always, I always feel like I repeat myself to people. I'm like, did I tell you this? But anyway, all of you listening have not, not, have not heard this. So that's good. So anyway, we're, we're talking about it and she was taking a lot of except, not exception, but she was very, um, the, the results didn't speak to her. She's like, mm. this doesn't sound like me. And I looked at her results and, mm. um, and about, oh, I'm so curious about this and because I really love it. This tool bottom line is that not to get too techie into this tool, but who we behave, how we behave on a daily basis is not always what comes natural to us. Mm. And I'll just say that sometimes we're putting on a hat, if you will, or a coat, just because of the role we're in or the, you know, the, the life cycle we're in, uh, whether it's a position at work or the, who we are personally, it doesn't necessarily mean these are behaviors that come natural to us, like under pressure, natural. And that was what was going on a little bit with, with this particular woman. And we talked about the differences of who we want to be versus who we are. And, mm. and it was fascinating. And I wanted to share this with the woman listening, because I think a lot of women struggle with wanting to be something that they're not. Because society says we should be a, a go-getter and a risk taker. And I got to tell you, you don't have to be a risk taker who's like this intense person to be successful in investing. You could be easygoing. You could be very introverted. You could be very cautious. And you have strengths within yourself. So I just want to mention that because I think, again, philosophically, right? We, we, we want to be something, yet if we just spent the energy of really optimizing who we are and really owning who we are and, and just put aside any other way we need to be and really surround ourselves with just different people, I think we'd be living a more peaceful life. Um, I continually learn that. And I taught this, I, I was in this business for a long time. So I just wanted to put that as a reminder for the women listening, you know, owning who you are, appreciating who you are, and then knowing where the gaps are in terms of what you're trying to achieve and surrounding yourself with people who can help you fill in those gaps. You don't need to fill in all those gaps. So I just wanted to mention that. 
I love that. And one thing that I want to mention about our membership, because many of you that are listening uh, to our podcast, maybe for the first time, might be thinking, okay, you guys are in real estate and you're talking about like a personality test. Like <laughs> what the hell, right? How can I connect the dots? Was one, what, what is like one thing has to do with another? And this is what I believe differentiate. This is one of the things that differentiate our membership from others, because we're not going to be fluffing around and just teaching people um, real estate strategies and how to buy, rehab, sell, refinance, or whatever that situation might be. We're, we're taking one step further. We need, as women, we need to finally come to, to a, a group of people that we understand each other, we respect each other, we don't put pressure to be certain way, shape, or form. And more important, I believe, with this tool is just bringing awareness right? Very like high level awareness. And sometimes this might be the first time that you're reading that. And it's like, wait a minute. So there will be resistance, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But as we communicate among ourselves in our memberships, it's very important for, for example, for me, if I am talking to somebody to understand what is your personality test, because then I can understand how is this person thinking and how will she absorb what I'm telling her because that that's just a tool and it's important very important tool to have on our toolbox absolutely very cool um so without further ado chat let's get into to you and and all the wonderfulness that you're going to bring here to these these uh wonderful women that are part of our community and listening so we always like to, to kick things off what propelled you to get involved in real estate investing I actually, um, that's a great question. And I'm always asked this question um, in, the, in interviews. I became a real estate investor um, by accident and out of need, out of necessity, actually. I, um, I think everyone knows my story. I lost my husband in a sudden manner. And um, my husband was a finance guy. Um, so he took care of all our finances, just like a normal you know, husband and wife um, uh, dynamic. And so I never had to worry about it. And so all of a sudden I woke up and then here I am. I had to deal with my financial um, you know, matters and legal matters and everything. So um, while I did with him, but I was not really the, the sole, you know, a person that would worry about that. So therefore, I, I had to do something. I had to look for something that will keep my financial health, so, so to speak, I did have um, a little uh, business. I, you know, I owned a spa in the neighborhood where I lived, and that was great. But um, I, because of the things that I had to go through, I lost my drive. I think because part of grieving and all that stuff. So I, needless to say, I let go of that. It wasn't my passion was not there anymore. Then all of a sudden, I ran into this um, through, believe it or not, through watching um, the infomercials at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I had um, insomnia, uh, obviously, because of, of what I was going through. And I saw this um, 
you know, uh, TV show of um, flipping house homes. But needless to say, three days later, I'm already signed up. But I, I signed up in the wrong uh, team. And so um, fast forward, I lost money in that one. I But I did not give up. I knew that there, my future lies in real estate investing. So because of that, I discovered podcasts. I never knew about podcasts before. So because I attended this seminar, that led me to talk to other seminar um, attendees. And you know, I learned about the real estate books and the podcasts. And so therefore, while I was driving, this is Los Angeles and um, I live in Los Angeles and it's so traffic. So before I drive, I would scroll onto, you know, podcasts. And uh, I found this uh, podcast because I didn't know, you know, no one recommended to me anything. It's like, that, oh, it says lifetime cash flow from real estate. And so I clicked that and it was Rod Cleef. And he, he said, in three days, I will be in Los Angeles. And so <laughs> I pulled over uh, and then I called that number and they said they still have the tickets. So Needless to say, in three days, I was there attending. And so that propelled me to um, the real estate, multifamily. It wasn't about um, apartment investing. And so I felt like that's where I belonged. And that's where I decided, you know what? This is what I'm, you know, called to do. So I decided to be in it and did a total, total immersion. When I say total immersion, I attended all, you know, meetups, all boot camp seminars that I could, uh, whether it's domestic or local in Los Angeles or um, out of state, East Coast, West Coast, South, North. I did, I did try and led um, meetup also here in, Los Angeles. And then uh, after that, after fast forward, I, because of the so many uh, boot camps and seminars I attended to, I realized there was a need for a women's group for, uh, you know, focusing in multifamily investing. So that's how I started because I met um, Candice Pilgrim and then eventually met Michelle Opelt and we decided to one day just collaborated and created this group. So in, in my mind, it's like, it would be great even if we just had 50 people, you know, concentrating in multifamily investing, we could just collaborate, we could just support each other, you know, networking and all that. But now we're over 600 um, members, all, you know, multifamily investors and uh, owners. And, um, you know, so that's, so I'm excited about that. So I love what you're saying. Here's why, because you started one way, right? We all have those infomercials, those, you know, different gurus out there. And I'm, I've done a lot, a lot of them, but I don't put the responsibility on, on them, right? Yes. As you were saying, it's just like what you do with it. And I completely agree with you. Some of those places was not even the content 
that made the difference in my business was somebody that I met or somebody that said to me, oh, let me connect with somebody else. And that person was really instrumental to my business to connect me with so-and-so and and different things. So for all the ladies that are listening, think about it. When you join something, it's you're going to get what you put in and take full responsibility as you know, even like mistakes and things like that, that cannot be the reason why you stop. As you just heard, you just heard, she took different paths, fell down, stood up, and now she's in a multifamily. So, and you, she's not doing it on her own. You heard that there's a group involved. And I do believe, like highly believe that um, when you have those people surrounding you, you just, you're more confident in, in going, moving forward because you have a board member that has your back. So talking about fast forwarding your, your, your multifamily deal, can you talk about the first one? When you closed the first one, where did you find it? How did you guys finance it? Can you, can you share more about that? Yeah, very interesting. The first one um, was... Um, Obviously, I attended this Radcliffe's um, summit boot camp, and so um, they had a deal, and it's for accredited investors. And I was asked to um, to invest, and you know, I was very, very scared because of what I I went through previously. But at the same time, you have to feel the fear but do it anyways, because if you don't go over, get over the fear, nothing's gonna happen. You're, you just become stagnant. So what I did was, okay, chat, this is the time to do some, take some action. And so I did, and I'm glad I did because they had this thing where they offered the investors, you know, um, the, uh, learning the business due diligence, doing the due diligence and all that. So I took that as like, okay, I'm going to invest this much. I will be okay if I lost this money, (laughs) but it's a lot of money. But, you know, it's like I I had to put some faith and I had to use some courage um, in my investment because I needed that. So what I did was um, I invested in this um, deal that Radcliffe and Robert um, uh, had and it, in Dayton, Ohio. It's uh, 101 units and, uh, and so far, thank God, I have learned so much from that. I stayed in the hotel with them, um, um, learned about these people. So that got me um, feel comfortable because uh, I was already going in with like lost faith in because of what I went through. But um, because spending time with them and realizing that these are human beings, these are good human beings. And so therefore, instead of investing just the minimum, I tripled my, (laughs) my investment. And I am so glad I did that because it's doing really well um, to this day. So that was my first. uh, Yeah. Deal. And I, I, I really, I love that. I want to highlight something for, for the women listening. Um, you know, you talked a lot about fear and courage. 
you know, and, and those two really do go hand in hand, right? I mean, moving through that fear and people think because you're doing something, there's things that Andres and I are up to with our community that we're, I don't know if I'd say fearful, but nervous and like, you know, those kinds of feelings, right? The, the beginning of fear, if you will. And when you're doing something new, you're going to feel fearful. Um, any part of your business, and I've been investing for 15 years, but I'm not, you know, building a community. This is a new phase for us. So my point in saying that is everyone feels it. It's not like, oh, I'm a newbie and I'll feel fear. And then I just move on in my life. Um, no, you'll, you're going to continue, but it's what do you do with it? And I love that you coupled like fear and courage together. And so it's a really good mindset. What I really also wanted to highlight was I, I, I always say this to new investors for your first deal, you said, okay, how can I learn? And how you got into the deal that you did was that you invested as a passive investor. And some of the women listening might be like, yeah, that's great, but I don't have hundred grand. I don't have 50 grand. I don't have 200 grand or whatever to invest right now to learn. You don't need to. So the, the strategy that you use chat, I think is a great strategy for people in that you're basically learning on someone else's dime by, by adding value to them for this particular hundred unit what they needed was cash, right? What they needed was passive investors. So that's what you provided. And for that, you learned. Yes. Now you could take that on a small level. You know, somebody in your community, there's a um, local investors that are active in your community. Everyone that's in this business needs something. I don't care who you are. Um, if you're, even if you are bulk loads of money and you don't need another dime in your entire life, you yeah. still need something. You have to put that money to work. You need active investors. So you can take anyone in this business and I, they need something. So my point in sharing that is look at the people in your communities, ladies. And if you want to get more active, you don't need to have money to, to learn with someone else. You can give sweat equity. You can do so many different things. You can add value to them in some way. You don't know what that is until you talk to them. Obviously, you need to build a relationship. But I just want to make that a point. We don't think the entry to, to this business is just money. The entry is like sweat equity and doing whatever it takes. You know, what do they need? To toilets cleaned? Well, then go do it and learn from them. Whatever it takes. You know, I, I know the first gentleman that we um, learned from, I, I remember, I remember cleaning one of his apartments, you know, and, and I'm like, this is great. And then I learned with him. I, I never thought like that was a, a, a below me or I, I was going to do whatever it took to learn. And I think that's the same thing. I just wanted to reiterate for the women listening. Yeah, there's always an opportunity because the multifamily investing, I just realized, is, is all about, um, you know, teamwork. It's all about um, giving value in a team. Um, so therefore, that's what makes it easy to get in if you have value that you can contribute, whether it's money, sweat equity, um, uh, analyzing, underwriting a, a, a property, a deal, and or, or whatever. And so, you know, it, that's why this multifamily investing is very good to enter in, as an investor. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. 
At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Faster. So let's talk about the team, right? As, as you just mentioned, the team can make it or break it to say it. So for the ladies that are coming across uh, deals and syndication deals and, and they're talking to the sponsors or whoever uh, they, they came across, sometimes it's just the marketing person or whatever that might be the case. So what are the questions that they should be asking about the team? Um, that's a very good question because for me, the number one, I'm realizing this is obviously I'm just an, an investor for the last almost three years um, to, you know, almost three years now. But the number one for me before I even invest nowadays is the, 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 the team, the syndicator, the operators, um, because they can make or break a deal. Uh, it's one thing to close a deal, but it's another thing to be able to um, to execute the business plans that you know the the, the syndicators and operators are gonna um, be doing in the, with their business plans. So therefore, to me, that's number one. And then analyzing yourself, learn how to analyze and underwrite the deal um, yourself. Um, for me, I remember I would actually even call around. Um, the, if they say the comps are this one, I have to call around myself, you know, and is the uh, um, uh, rent increase uh, sustainable in the, uh, in the underwriting? And there's so many, you know, 
uh, so many factors that you have to consider in underwriting. My point here is you have to have a knowledge in understand, uh, and understanding about the deal also. And um, so that is, uh, these are the things that mitigate your fear as an investor also as well. I have a question about underwriting because different people have different criteria and things like that. Uh, what sources would you recommend for, for folks that are looking to learn how to underwrite? Where can they learn about it? Because I, I agree with you. If they don't know how to interpret those numbers and those you know, returns, that doesn't mean anything if they cannot do their due diligence, right? You know, yeah. it's just somebody shaking a hand and promising that that's a good deal. It's yeah. really not enough. As women, we really need to be good at math, right? We have to, there's no deal about, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not good at math or that myth about uh, us not understanding numbers uh, is just down the drain. So yeah. really not just doing the math, but really interpreting the numbers. What would you recommend as a source? So fortunately, I was an accountant before I, you know, um, before I became um, an entrepreneur on the spa and, and, and then. So fortunately, I, I have that background, but it's so easy because most of these analyzers, there's a lot of places that you can learn. Um, going to seminars, like, you know, there's so many um, places that you can learn. Um, I started with Michael Blank's uh, analyzer and then moved into David Tupin's um, analyzer. Um, um, a, a, a guy, a, a young guy, he's a, a superstar right now um, that I learned uh, from also. And so um, you just have to, as you go along, believe it or not, you learn every single day to, from everyone that you talk to. And whether, whether it's a newbie or, or a, a, a seasoned investor, you learn something from them. And therefore, this analyzer is, um, underwriting is very important. And uh, again, as I said, there's, there are so many places where you can learn from uh, seminars, meetups. Also, sometimes they voluntarily give that and boot camps and, um, you know, did that answer your question? Um, yeah, what? yeah, absolutely. And I think that nowadays, since we're in the, you know, a pandemic, we can always look for meetups and online groups. That's where the people are hanging, right? And we can make those connections and then yeah. start from there. It's just not a big deal. Just make that first step. Yeah, absolutely. And in your path is, is really fascinating chat too, in that you were a limited partner where you were just passively investing, right? As you were learning. And then you moved, you moved on to the general partner side. And for the women listening, that, that could be very much a goal of a lot of people. So in other words, they want to get into large uh, apartment building, you know, projects. They just, they want to start somewhere. And, and starting somewhere is not that starting somewhere. Some people just stay in the, stay as a passive investor. It's like where we all want to be when we grow up. But regardless, some of the people that want to be active, right, are going to become, or want to become more on the general partner side. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for us personally, we, we just, 
we grew we grew up in small multis and then evolved into larger multis. So we didn't take the passive. We didn't really have the money to, to passively invest with anyone. So we just kind of we're the we're more of the the you know we we grew grew in the business if you will. But other people, you know, and I love your approach, right? If you if you have the resources and you have that as a as a tool, use it, and then you and then you can kind of segue into the the GP side. So for you, how did you make that transition? And what you know. What did you need to bring to the table in order to be part of that general partner side? Because I think that is a goal of a lot of women. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's not always clear, right? Because obviously it varies from team to team. But in general, how did you make that transition? And how did you set yourself up for success? Thank you so much. That's a great question again. Um, I What I did was I knew, you know, as I got along, and as I learned about the business, the scalability in multifamily is really amazing. And so I knew that I had something that I can leverage because as we all get along, um, go, go along with this business and learn about the business, you know what your value is. I know I'm great in networking. I know that I'm great at connecting people. So therefore, and I know I, I'm just fortunate. I just ha happen to be fortunate to have the resources. So therefore, whenever there is a deal, because people learn right away, um, find out right away if you're an accredited investor or not. So um, ever since then, I would be getting deals, right? And so if I like the syndicators, I emailed them back and said, I'm interested. How can I be a GP? Immediately, mm. it would say, "How can I? What is the value that you need?" And if they know that they need my networking, you know, re investor relations—that's my forte, I think—and raising money. And so, therefore, that is the leverage that I use to get into a GP um, partnership. Or now, my goal is a JV or GP partnership. That's great. And, and, you know, and in a lot of ways you said, I know my value. So in order, in order to know your value, that's number one, but then number two, it's almost like knowing what all the seats on the bus are. So it's like, you know, it's almost like a directory, right? So, and I, and I teach this a lot in one of the, one of the presentations I've given is like, you know, what are the main roles, you know, and, and then where do you place yourself in that? Because sometimes it's hard, number one, to see what your value is, but also in the context of that team or any like general team, because really, if you're running that type of project, mm -hmm. there's not that many different roles. Like, it's not gonna be like, wow, this team does this and this team does that. It's not like it's apples and oranges. I mean, it might be a little different, but who's doing what, but all the things like, you know, somebody asset managing the building is exactly. necessary. Doesn't matter what, part of the team, what team you're part of, right? Um, or somebody underwriting the deal, doesn't matter which part, which team you're part of, that's an important aspect. Yeah. So I love that. Um, but, you know, that's the thing, ladies, you wanna get clear on is, you know, what are those seats on that bus? If you wanna be part of that team, you need to know what the seats are and you need to know your place on that bus. For sure. I, I just wanna highlight this because if there's something that Liz is good at is like, team building if, if 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 liz is good at something <laughs> one of the things that she's I'm amazing totally at, no she's like she is just like unbelievable and in a lot of ways shapes and forms but one thing that she's really good at and i remember 
her talking to me one time that I had a partnership and she straight up asked, why are you partnering with this person? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, I, I believe she's bringing X, Y, and Z to the table. And she's like, how so? Mm. If that's the problem that, you know, you're facing right now. And I was like, oh, mm. oh, well, wow. Why, why am I partnering up with this person? And I think that sometimes we're just uncomfortable in asking who are, who are the team, who are in this team over here and what is everybody bringing to the table? But I, I am telling you from that point forward, I am like super duper conscious about who I do business with, why I do business with, what, what is everybody bringing to the table? And as we share with all our women on our community, when they're asking for partners, I was like, asking for partners is too broad. You might get a wrong partner, Yeah. right? It's just asking, oh, if I give you a free house right now, would you accept it? Mm -hmm. It depends. Same mm -hmm. thing with partners. You shouldn't be partnered with with everybody. So, so Chad, from from your your perspective, you know we are still right in a very like dominant field, right? And as a woman coming into syndication and apartment uh, complexes, that that's what you're focusing on right now. What are the challenges that you face as a as a woman, if any, and how you overcome them? That's an excellent question. I love that. Um, you know, I noticed there's still definitely, um, I still feel it. I, I Maybe I'm hypersensitive, but I still feel the, the uh, uh, what do you call it? The, the, uh, a the voice club? The, yeah, a voice club. Um, and the inferiority that they, they, they treat you differently in a way, but not, but that depends on each individual as, uh, actually. Some are super, super nice. Some are very like, okay, we're all level here, here, but some are the boys club, still in the old school, the boys club and discovering it, partnering with different people now with different syndicators I just realized the big difference between how you are treated, you know? So therefore the best thing that I, the best partnership obviously that I've, I've partnered with is our investor <laughs> lady, Ashley. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. Um, I couldn't be more thankful being a partner with, with her, um, being a part of her team because um, in our 150 unit um, deal in Houston, because yep. I am treated as one equal with them. And uh, I went in there still feeling like I'm in the old, uh, you know, old school boys uh, club. But no, this one is, it's really, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the difference, seeing the difference. So those are, the, that's the challenge. But what I do is I just be myself. Authenticity, just like what Liz has talked earlier. Authenticity and integrity and being true to yourself. I'm just, I'm just here. Just like you, you're trying to um, make uh, a living 
or um, make a life um, more, uh, you know, prosperous or whatever. And and so we're all just here in the same boat. Uh, we have we all have the same goals. We all have. So that's also one thing um, you asked me about. Um, how to vet the syndicator. I want to make sure that I have the same values. We have the same values, you know, we have the same goals. What are our financial goals? What are, uh, what are our, you know, business plans? What's the long, uh, the term, a uh, uh, whole term? Is it a long term, short term? So I have different needs at my age. So these are the things that I have to also consider aside from the characters, of course, um, of, of the syndicators. Absolutely. So I guess because I, I am very, very particular to go to vetting my syndicators, I'm just fortunate that um, the I, I minimized my challenges and and um, problems, so mm -hmm. so to speak, in in my team. Love that. And I was going to say, you know, it, it could be overwhelming when you're entering something new, especially if you said like women listening saying, I want to, I want to get into those types of projects, and it can feel overwhelming. It feel big, yeah. and you know, success leaves clues. There are syndicators out there that are that are doing people right, that are great. There's a lot of them that are great. And then there's other ones that are not so great. <laughs> OK, so so if you start to admire a syndicator or a team out there, mm -hmm. not just the loudest people, not just the people that are on the most podcasts, that doesn't necessarily mean that doesn't necessarily mean that doesn't equate to success. OK, just want to make sure people know that. Um, but that can get hard to hear because people see people a lot and they're like, oh, they must be successful. One of the first questions, if you start to admire a syndicator, the ladies listening and say, you know what, I want to get involved. What can I do? How can I add value? Start to follow them, obviously, but more importantly, really start to ask the questions of how they're set up. Who's their team? Mm -hmm. and, and successful leave clues, meaning you'll start to understand how are they set up? People think about the deal and all the other stuff, but you want to be asking team questions. You want to be asked because you, you, no one's running a, 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 a thousand units by themselves mm -hmm. and, and, and doing showings and just, that's not happening, right? That's not how that business is structured. Mm -hmm. It's structured differently, but you want to know what success looks like and then how you might be, and then what can you can contribute. And the last thing I'll say too, finding deals, finding money. If you can add value on either of those two sides of the business, you will add value. I don't take, take any business person, any investor. They're not like, Nope, I got plenty of deals. I got plenty of money. I'm good. If they're active in the business now, if they're not, if they're passive, it's a little different. If they're active in the business, they need one or the other or both sure. add value there, you know? So I just want to mention that anyone can do that. Anyone can help investors find deals if they know where they're looking and obviously what their criteria is and all that sort of thing. Sure. So I just want to mention that you can always add value. Um, it's just a matter of how, how you add value. So, um, but anyway, so with that, with, with, before getting into our, our three questions chat, you've been amazing. Um, where can the ladies listening learn more about you and learn more about all the great stuff you're up to? 
Oh, thank you. Um, I'm very active in my social media, Facebook, Chat Sarmiento Steinwald, and Instagram. Those are the quickest ways that they can reach me, to be honest with you. My, my uh, website is um, something happened, so it's under construction right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so those are the two, and, you know, chat at... Um, um, no, 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 because um, it's still under construction. Chase uh, Investments at gmail.com. That's my email for right now. Um, that will change. But yeah, my social media is the quickest. Great. We're just going to make sure we add this information on our show notes. And now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one, Chad, is what's the most powerful book you have ever read? Oh, wow. Yeah, I um, read in uh, the, the very first one that I have read, obviously, was the which everyone probably read is the rich dad, poor dad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> even before, um, even before I got into real estate investing. And now my most favorite book right now that I keep going back to because of because of what I value and because of the inspiration that they give me. And I'm not just saying this because of you ladies. It's the, uh, that book at the back of Liz's. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's the uh, only it's, woman it's in the room. Very powerful. Oh. Thank you. I think that this is the first time that our book was mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. We'll send you a check in the mail. After the <laughs> no, seriously. Because it's very inspiring the stories that you you guys had to it's 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 just overall good. It's not just for a woman. I I, I keep telling other um, men investors that this is not just for a woman. But you know you know it is all right. So the second uh, question is: What's the most powerful routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life? I love my morning routines. I, um, you know, I wake up, I do my morning meditation. I um, do my dance. I love to dance. Oh, me too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I do my cardio. I, I get a YouTube. I, I, I signed up for an online dance um, website so I do that so that just gives me a, a lively spirit in the morning and so um, and then after that I shower get ready and um, pretend like I'm going to work and then um, go on with my you know our daily uh, investors lives phone calls zoom calls and everything else <laughs> that's awesome the last question Chad is which which woman famous or not has inspired you the most Oh, I really think it, it, she's not famous and uh, um, I probably will be biased or anything. It's, it's, real, it's truly my mother. She, I, people called her uh, Mother Teresa. She was the one that instilled value to me and the, the, the very courageous woman um, and very giving, very giving. They called her Mother Teresa in our little neighborhood. Um, so she definitely gave me the life, that, um, the value that I, uh, I have right now. Wonderful. Awesome. It's so neat to hear people's 
what they answer and then why they answer it. So I, I it's one of, it's a special question. Um, Chad, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you for sharing your story with the women listening. Keep up all the amazing work you're, you're doing. Thank you so very much for having me. What an honor. Thank you, Liz and Andrea. No problem. It was a pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.